And then after that, January, like most people, we make those, those plans that we're going to work out, we're going to do all these different things, but yet in two, three weeks, we forget all about it. The same way we take God for granted. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. As I was preparing this sermon, I began to wonder about Thanksgiving. And I began to think about our tradition and the way we did we do things sometimes. You know, um, January, let's start out in December. We got all that hype about Christmas and everybody is happy and jolly and all the good things and the, the toys and the presents have been passed around and we cook and we bake and all these different things. And we prepare for January, New Year's and different activities that is going to take place. And then when the new year comes around, when January comes around, our level of thanksgiving begins to go down that way. Until the next event come around and then we go back up again. And it's hip, hip, hooray all over again. <laughs> Until we get around to Thanksgiving and it's up, the meter is reading 10. And then after Thanksgiving, we go back down again. And then Christmas is back up. So I often wonder, what about January, what, January, February, March? What about those days that the Lord has made? Aren't our Thanksgiving meters should be reading the same level as the week of Thanksgiving? Don't we have things in those days at that time to be thankful for? Isn't, isn't it everything that God made is wonderful? So I've been asking myself, why is it that one day is different from the other when it comes to our recognition of what God has done for us and what he has given us? And we, I grew up, I heard it many, many times, and I'll say it again, I've said it before, where I've heard other people, ref, um, I, I, I myself have said it where, Somebody asks you, well, how are you doing today? And you say, well, different day, same bliggity blank. Different day, same, you know the word that goes after that. Everybody, I'm sure you guys heard it before. When you ask someone, how are you doing today? They'll say, it's a different day, but it's the same, the same mess. I'm not going to use the word. <laughs> but we know, those who know God know that this is a new day. This is a, a brand new day that he has made. It's not the same day. But they, because of their mindset, to them it's like, okay, it's a different day, but it's the same thing all over again. But we know better than that. We all have something to be thankful for every day of our lives. Whether it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whether it is January, February, which is um, a Valentine's Day, or it is Easter or it is Thanksgiving Day, every day that God has made, it is a special day. And when he made those days, he said it was good, and he blessed it. So why is it that our Thanksgiving meter always reading 10 when it comes to the week of Thanksgiving or Christmas? 
What about the other days? So we're going to get into those things. Let's go to the next slide. And it says, be thankful. Be it, this is a quote that I found. It said, being unappreciative mean, might mean we are simply not paying attention. Paying attention to what? The little things every day that occur in our lives. If a man or woman woke up this morning, or woke up one day and said, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for, and we heard it many times. I don't have nothing to be thankful for. Because what happened, they look outside, there's the same tree right there, their car parked in the same spot, nothing moved, but to them it's the same day. So to them, I have nothing to be thankful for. But the Bible says it is a new day. God has made this new day. It's a day that none of us have ever saw. A brand new day. Isn't that something to be thankful for? There is three little words. You go to the next one. There is three little words that has been mentioned in the Bible that we have overlooked. And the only time we use those three little words is when it's resurrection time. Where it says, it is finished. We preach about the resurrection. We preach, we preach about the crucifixion and the resurrection. And after that, those three little words, it's like it's been it slid back into the back of the Bible again. But how about this? It is those three little words that cause us to be where we are today. Because remember, the Bible said we Gentiles was like we was without a God. We was wandering back and forth throughout the world. Having no hopes. But after, at the right time, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. And he, have to, he had to go through all this uh, um, different kind of uh, hatred and, and, and uh, belittling and, and all these different things that they have done to him. He had to go through the whole process until he get to those three little words where he heard from heaven, the debt has been paid in full, it is finished that we Gentiles could now come in and receive the blessing that was pronounced in Abraham. But so oftentimes, we feel like there's nothing to be thankful for during those off seasons, as I call it, because it's not Thanksgiving week. But when it gets to that Thanksgiving week, you can find some of the most thankful people in the world. They are cooking, they are drinking, they are finding families that they've never seen before. They are flying them in, and they're having all these Thanksgiving things going on. But the other weeks, the other month, it's like, I have nothing to be thankful for. So we're going to get into this right now. Let us look back in, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 30. And we're going to slide right through it kind of quick so you might have to write this down. We're trying to get to the end of it. And it says in the, in the King James, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. I underline that because I want you to pay attention to that. In verse 28, he said, and God blessed them. And he said, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it 
and have dominion over the fish, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. As you can see, it says, and God blessed them. He pronounced a blessing on them. And it went on to say, and God said, remember, the Bible said he's not a liar. We're going to come back to that. He said, which means that something proceeded out of his mouth. Verse 29, it says, and God said again, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein, wherein, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. Now, we look at those that was underlined where he says, and God said, which means that if he said, he have to perform it. Okay, we're, we're going to come, just hold on to that. We're going to get back to that. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 to 24 says, and the Lord says, before we get to that, the Lord made this garden. And he put man into this garden, this beautiful garden. And all he asked the man to do is to take care of it. Just that simple. All he asked him to do, I want you to take care of this for me. And I want you to replenish it. Take dominion over everything that is happening. You have control over this. That's all he had to do. We had it so smooth, so easy. We, hadn't, we, we didn't have to break a sweat. All we had to do, go into that garden, eat whatever is there except for that one tree. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 to 24 says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Now, least he put forth his hands and, and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Before that, it talks about how Eve was deceived by the serpent. He, she disobeyed God, both of them. They ate from the tree that God told them not to eat from. And the moment that they ate from the tree, sin enters. And he had to remove them. You see what on the line it said? And, and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. He couldn't afford to allow them to eat from the tree of life and live in sin forever. He had to move them out. Verse 24 says, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of God, of the garden of Eden, cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life. You're talking about Star Wars way back there. He had no choice. It seems like it was kind of mean. He drove them out. But he had to get them away from that tree. Or else they're going to, be in, they're going to end up living that life of sin forever. Galatians. Let's move on to Galatians. Galatians. Before we go to Galatians, go back. I want to say something about this. 
Eve, Adam and Eve, when God placed them in the garden, they referred to Eve as the mother of all living things. Now look at yourself. Let, let's think about us. We're talking about way back there with Adam and Eve. And God told them to, to, to be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Now, can you see yourself in that seed way back there? Why he have to move them away from that tree of life? Even before you were created, before you, ex before you even was born in your mother's womb, according to Jeremiah, God knows you. So you, was, you, were, you were a thought of God even back then with Adam and Eve, way back up there. So he had to do what he said he was going to do. He had to uphold the word when he said, when the scripture said, and the Lord said, once he said it, he have to do it. And that's why we are here today. And that's why we have so much to be thankful for every single day and not just Thanksgiving only. Every day. He had to do that because it was his word that was given to Adam and Eve. Now, in the book of Galatians, look at how we play into this now. Paul, who was killing um, the Christian? Paul said, pa Paul acknowledged God in this way. He said, you know what I was like when I followed the Jewish uh, religion. How I violently per persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the tra tradition of my ancestors. Verse 15 said, but even before I was born, even before he started doing all those crazy things, he said, God chose me and called me to be his uh, uh, marvelous grace. No, I'm going to read it again. God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleases him to reveal his son to me so that I will proclaim the good news about, the, about Jesus to the Gentiles, who is you and I. When this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being. See, God chose him even before he was born. That's why the seed, that's why Eve, who is the mother of all living things, God had to move them away from the tree of life so that redemption can take place. And if redemption couldn't take place, if that gap couldn't be filled, there couldn't be no you and I. So every day of our life, we have something to be thankful for, and not just Thanksgiving only. Every month, January, February, March, April, every month that does not have some kind of festival, it's still a day that we need to give God thanks. Our level of Thanksgiving should not just rise only at, at the week of Thanksgiving or Christmas. It should always be there because every day that he made, it is a special day. He made those days and God, the Bible said, and God saw that it was good and he blessed it. So nothing that God made was bad. David, David said it this way. He said in the book of Psalms 139, 16, he said, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Even every, no, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Every day of David's life was already being laid out, was already had laid out. God, every plan 
that he had for David was already there before, even before he was born. All the way back. And can you imagine, David is over here, Adam and Eve is over there, and his days already been planned out from, from Adam and Eve all the way down. John chapter 17, verse 42, put it this way. And this is why he had to keep his word. Because if he, does, if he did not keep his word, our lineage would not have made it in. Because look at it this way. He says in John chapter 7, verse 42, he says, For the scripture clearly stated, clear, clearly stated that the Messiah will be born of the royal, the royal line of David in Bethlehem the village where King David was born. For the scripture clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in, the, in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. And who's that Messiah? The same one who had to be crucified in order for us to be grafted back in. And all that, even we are not even in the pictures yet, but we, were, we are already in that lineage it, even back up with Adam and Eve, we was already there. And that's why we, can't, we cannot allow a day to go by without giving God thanks. We cannot wait until Christmas to love someone. We cannot wait until Easter to talk about those three words, it is finished. Because if he didn't make it to the it is finished, we would have never been able to have, we wouldn't have nothing. Look at it this way. And New Year's, when they have that ball, that crystal ball, that they, they, was, you know, they usually drop it at New Year's. During the, that 24 hours period, that um, New Year's Eve, people are going around, they are preparing things, they are drinking, they are dancing, they are just so festive, they are happy and everything. But they have to wait until the last minute to celebrate that, that New Year's. But between that 24 hours, all kinds of things are happening. People are calling each other. They, they're wishing them Happy New Year. What you going to do for the New Year? All these different things are taking place until it gets right up to that hour. And then they start counting down. Ten, nine, and then when they drop, until they, if, if they never get to one, there can, they cannot be any celebration. It have to drop, and the countdown have to be zero for the celebration to start. Now, Jesus, the Bible said that until the right time before his, uh, his crucifixion, all the, even while he was hanging on the cross, before he said it is finished and he gave up the ghost and died, think about all the things that was taking place while he's still, while he's still there on the cross. All the different things that is taking place for us, preparing for us, for the, the Gentiles to come on in. Think about all those things in, that, in those hours while he's still hanging on the cross. And until those three words was uttered, it is finished, we couldn't celebrate. Until those three words was uttered, it is finished, which means that it is an echo that he heard from heaven that the, the death of all sinners was paid in full. And that's what brought us Gentile to a place of celebration 
because we are now being grafted in. As it says, uh, David said in the book of um, Psalms chapter 89, verse 34 to 37, it says, No, God, this is God speaking to David. He said, No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I've said. I have sworn an oath to David. In my holiness, I cannot lie. His, his, his dynasty will, know, will go on forever. His kingdom will endure as the sun. It will be as eternal as the moon, my faithful, my faithful witness in the sky. What he's saying, what he said about David earlier, he cannot break that covenant. Remember David said, you saw me before I was born. Even before my life was recorded, you, you already, you know me. And everything that you had planned for me, it will come to pass. Look at all the things that David did. David was a great king. Look at all the things that he did. And it, God had to, even though he had to move Adam and Eve out of the garden, even though they were separated from God, he had to keep his word. That's why he had Jesus, our Savior, prepared to bridge that gap so that he, he had to die in order for us to have that, that connection with God again because God had to keep his word. And look at what he, we, we're going to get down to Abraham, what he said to Abraham. We're going to get to where we Gentiles get back into this lineage. The book of Numbers reminds us, he said, God, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, it said, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. He has, and he asks, and it's a question now. He said, has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? What he said to David, he had to carry it out. What he promised to Adam and Eve, he had to carry it out. And this is how we come into play right now. In the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 8 and 9. Remember we talk about that crystal ball? Until that crystal ball drop, there can't be no celebration. In New York, as they do it over there, or wherever they do, they, they do it. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 says, What's more, the scripture, the, what's more, the scripture looked forward to this time when God will make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their trust in Christ shall, shall share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. And who is a Gentile? Anyone who is not a Jew. That is me and you and everyone else. And when he said nations, he said all nations. You, you, as you read in the Old Testament, it talks about Set beget that one. This one beget that one. And it, it goes down the whole long line of list. So instead of he, he put it in there like Nelson begat Junior. Junior begat. He just said nations. Which include all of us. 
And that's why I'm saying that every day of our life should be a day of thanksgiving. Not just thanksgiving only when we get to that place where we're going to cook and eat and everybody's going to invite someone over and we come with our best and we just give God thanks. It should be every day of our life. And I believe that we are missing it so much. We are missing those days, January, February, what happened to March? He made March just as well. But it's like we don't have, the, because there's no party, there's nothing going on in March. It is whatever, whatever, same old day, I mean, different day, same old, you know how they say it. That's how we look at March. But when we get to April, it's Easter now, and it's all hyped up and good and good. Let's go. Do God honor that? Is that faithfulness in our thanksgiving? Or we are missing the small points? What about those three words? Is that, that is what got us to where we are today, the Gentiles. We, we didn't have a God. We was wandering aimlessly. He said we did not have a God. But because Christ died for us, and, in, and while he was hanging on the cross, nothing could have taken place until those three words was uttered by him. Until he said those three little words, it is finished, and then he died. Galatians chapter 4, skip 1 and go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. It says, the New Living Translation, it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for, for us who were slaves to the law, so that he can adapt us, in, adapt us as his very own children. Verse 6, And because we... As we, because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. This is the big one now. He said, now you are no longer a slave but God's own child. Since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Because of those three little words, None of that could have happened until he said it was finished. None of that. We have so much to be thankful for today. So much. When we look around, you got to look at yourself as when you, when you look at your brother and your sister, you have to be able to see Christ in them. Because if God said that, I'm going to send my, uh, Jesus said, I'm going to send the advocate back. And he will live in you and he will remind you of the things that, I've, that he already taught us. We have to understand that he lives in, his, in us. It's not we who live, but God himself lived in us. And every day of our life, every single day of the week, every waking moment is precious to us. But when we begin to look at ourselves as, well, nothing is happening. So I'm not going to give thanks. Nothing is happening. I'm not going to be joyful. Different, they say more things. I don't think we are being faithful enough. My goodness. And I, I must keep a couple of um, slides. I'm going over to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 to 7. 
And Isaiah put it this way. He says, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrow, acquainted with, deep, with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrow that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sin. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we can be whole. He was whipped so we, can't, we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was, laid like, he was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silenced before the sharers, he did not open his mouth. So can any man or woman get up today and say, well, I have nothing to be thankful for? We have so much to be thankful for. And it takes those three words that we only use an Easter, which is Resurrection Sunday, to preach all the sermon all around the world. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, we forget it was those three little words that got us to where we are. That we can say thank you. We, we forget around Christmas time it was those three little words it is finished that, that we all could claim our health and strength and wisdom and knowledge and all the things, all the promises of God. And then after that January, like most people, we make those, those plans that we're going to work out, we're going to do all these different things, but yet in two, three weeks, we forget all about it. The same way we take God for granted. The Bible said it was at the right time that he sent his only son to die for us. It was all in the plan, even back there with Adam and Eve, even before we were born. That was in the mix right there. That's why he had to, he couldn't, he couldn't just change, uh, even though there was the flood. As you can see, it still continued through um, Noah. He had to fulfill his plan. He had to keep his word. When he said, be fruitful and multiply, I bless you. He pronounced the blessing upon them. And he told them to subdue the earth. It had to continue through, through Noah and everyone else. And then it gets down to us. And even before we were born, he knew us. And he had planned for us. Just like, just like David said. Before I was born, you knew me. Jeremiah said it too, and, and, and even, um, what is his name, Paul said it. So why are our Thanksgiving so special on Thanksgiving Day? And then the rest of the week, the rest of the month, it's like same old, same old. It should be a continual thing from January to December and start all over again, never stop. Because if the Lord 
didn't save my life, if my life wasn't changed, I don't know what would have happened to me, where I would have been today. So for me, every single day I wake up, it's a day of thanksgiving. Every time I open my eyes, it is a day of thanksgiving. Those three little words that symbolize that you Gentiles now have the same blessing that God has pronounced on Abraham is mine. It reminds me that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It reminds me that it was by his stripes that I was healed. It reminds me that it is the Lord who gave me the power to get wealth. It reminds me of who I am. I am a son of God. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. It is those three little words that remind me that if my God is for me, who can be against me? It is my, those three little words that remind me I was once without a God. Just wandering back and forth. Did not have no hope in this world. But at the right time, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die. And while he was hanging there on the cross, the Bible talks about him being hanging there. And he said it was thirsty. He was thirsty. And all that time before he died, there was working behind the scene. And when he heard, your debt was paid in full, he said it was finished. And then he gave up the ghost. And for those of us who don't know God, yes. let me tell you, you have something to be thankful for too. Because when the, the, in the book of Matthew, it said, when he gave up the ghost, the veil was rent, which means that John 3.16 is now yours. For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you do not know God, the way has already been made for you too. So if you're sitting back and say, I want to have what they have, it is available for you too. So you have something to be thankful for. So today I just want to remind you guys, just want to encourage you. Don't let your meter drop in January and February, March, August, September. Let it still read high with full of thanksgiving. For what God has done for us. Not just thanksgiving only when we have the big meals. Not just thanksgiving only when we have everyone coming over and families together. But celebrate every day of your life. Because he made it possible for us to be a part of his family. By sending his son Jesus Christ. And he couldn't give up the ghosts. Until he heard that it was paid in full. And that's when he echoed it to us. It is finished. So don't put it back on the shelf until Easter. Let it stay in the front of your mind. So that every day when you step out. You remember that it is those three little words. That remind you of who you are. A child of God, a child of the King. You are bigger than you thought because He lives in you. He lives in me. We don't have to go looking for Him now. It was all prepared for the Jews, but because He loved the world, we Gentiles have that right now to the same inheritance. We are heir, joint heir with Christ. 
All we have to do is just ask. And it shall be given. Seek. And you shall find. When you knock, the door open unto you. Because you are now an heir. Because of Christ's sacrifice. And those three words that he said to you and I. It has been paid in full. It is finished. It is finished. You don't have to add anything to it. You don't have to take anything away from it. It is done. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.